0: At Kroger, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in-store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Kroger app and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability.
1: Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The traditional medical system doesn't allow doctors the necessary time to spend with each patient. And that's not the way it should be. At PartnerMD, you'll have the one-on-one time you need with your doctor. PartnerMD provides individualized care, medically advanced testing, and 24-7 access to care at a cost that's lower than you might think. Maybe it's time for a new tradition. PartnerMD. It's better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com.
2: Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto. Doctor D, HD, hit the intro. Hold up, wait. Gotta be social, network, low boy, home for the local. Gotta be social, network, low boy, home for the local. Jordan Boucher and, uh, the dank nutritionist. Jordan, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast.
2: Yes, yes. And you know what? I was like, man, I saw your profile on Instagram. I'm like, we got to talk. We
0: have to talk about this. I love it. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just such an interesting topic, especially in the time we're in, but I want to kind of rewind Sure. And go back, let's go backwards in the time machine to okay. how you got started as a nutritionist and health and wellness, and then kind of get into how did marijuana and the munchies and all that stuff come in play? What?
0: Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, I have been uh, working in the health industry for quite a bit, over a decade. Um, I um, You know was going to college for mass communications which i loved journalism writing and actually um got some bad grades during a semester and i had to switch to a community (laughs) college which was great and i took my first nutrition class and fell in love with it um and it rang really true to me because i lived in some different households growing up and my grandma had type 1 diabetes my dad had type 2 and they had very different approaches on um, how to address that and take care of themselves. And so then learning about health, um, yeah, I switched my majors. I was living in the New Orleans area. Um, Katrina hit, I moved to Houston. Um, Eventually moved around a lot. I went and worked on a cannabis farm and then decided to go back for my bachelor's, became a dietitian, nutritionist, um, did some personal training in there, worked with weight loss, a lot of weight loss patients, and some of them were um, u- cannabis users, but you know, the response that they always got when it came to weight loss as a cannabis user was, we'll just stop using cannabis. You know, that's why, that's why you have the weight issue or whatever. Um, you should just go on these sleeping pills if it's helping you sleep, you know, like cut the cannabis, use these pharmaceuticals instead. And I really saw that there was a gap in um, what patients, what kind of care that patients could get if they were cannabis users And since I already had a background in cannabis and have been a cannabis user myself and have struggled with things like the munchies and stuff like hot mouth, you know, um, but I have my health education and background. I decided that I wanted to help serve this population of people who, you know, get kind of dismissed by, you know, your standard doctor or PA or whatever. So, um, I also am a holistic cannabis practitioner, so I've learned a lot about the plant and things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just am here to serve. So that's kind of where I where I've been and where I've come to.
2: I love it. I love it. I'm a fellow yeah. cannabis user, and I yeah. think it's amazing. And do you ever run into people who oh so you're a you're a dietitian and you're talking about weed? Like, do people associate that and say, why are you doing this? So, like, is this contradictory, maybe because of their gap and understanding it?
0: Yeah, of course. And, I mean, as a dietitian, it's like I'm almost afraid to tell people that that's what I am because they automatically think that I'm judging what they're doing mm. but then they're also judging what I'm doing and I'm a big foodie and like a yeah. big eater and like I said I've grown up in the south so like I am gonna eat fried chicken if I yeah. want to <laughs> you know Me what too. I mean like,
2: Me too. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna eat like rich soul food I will have pizza yeah. you know like I eat snowballs like it's just like um I don't think that there should be the shame in in food, and I think that we can still have our favorites and you know try to find as best of balance as we can. And I also have been an emotional eater sometimes because mm-hmm. food is comfort, you know. It's there for us at celebrations, you know, when we're going through hard times. So. Um, it just shouldn't be our only comfort. And, you know, with cannabis, it is medicine. You can use it recreationally. Again, it's just trying to use it however it's best to serve you at that moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I get a lot of looks. People are surprised that I'm a dietitian because I, I am kind of free with my eating and they expect, you know, a lot of other things, but um, I just try to keep it real, you know? <laughs>
2: Yeah. I love that. I really love that. And, and Jordan on her Instagram is the dank nutritionist, which is hilarious. I love that. I love that. It's great. Well, it just, it, it, it pulled, actually pulled me towards you. I was like, Whoa, I don't think I've ever heard a dietitian outwardly say that or be for that. I, I don't think what's the big deal, but you know, I think The health and you know, I've been in the health and wellness profession for 20 plus years, and Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever met a dietitian who's like talking about it, you know, like as freely as you are, you know. Thank
0: you, yeah. There are, um, I have some dietitian friends who also work in cannabis, Mm -hmm. um, but they're not quite doing what I'm doing, you know. So, some of them, you know, are use cannabis for gut health, and some of them help people with like, you know, learning more about cannabis as like treatment for Parkinson's or, you know, like p- specific dosing for edibles and stuff. And so I want them to kind of claim that territory. Um, that's that's not um, what I'm focusing on. I want to help cannabis users just live their healthiest life, manage their munchies if that's <laughs> a concern. Drop body fat if they want to. I'm, I don't want to tell anybody that they should lose weight because yeah. it's none of my business unless you want to. And you come to right. me for help, you know?
2: Yeah, I thought the munchies part, I want to get into the munchies part. So for one of the great things about having these type of discussions is mm-hmm. that it should open people's eyes on some levels. So some people, you know, they have opinions on cannabis, maybe sure. good or bad. Let's say someone's listening to this. They have no idea but they've heard, I'm going to eat a lot of potato chips or whatever. (laughs) I have cannabis. Let's talk about the munchies, what that is specifically for someone who's not familiar and why you're working in that area.
0: Sure. Um, So the munchies can be a concern for some cannabis users. Um, Cannabis can act as an appetite stimulant. Um, There's actually like synthetic cannabis Marinol that places will use. Like I've worked in nursing facilities where they will give patients that to help them with their eating more. So it can definitely stimulate your appetite, but then there's also strains that can act as appetite suppressants. Right. So some of it is like, what are you using, you know, can impact your munchies. Um, and typically with the munchies, it's just, you know, you're just munchy, you just kind of want to eat. It's, it's usually not like lots of salad and broccoli or anything, (laughs) but it's like high calorie stuff. But there's so many other factors that can go into that too, because people it's like munchies is kind of like just night is like cravings that sometimes people will get at night, even if they aren't cannabis users because maybe they're not eating enough during the day. And by the by the time they get home and they're trying to unwind, like, it's like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And I don't want like low calorie food, like vegetables or whatever, because your body's starving because you haven't eaten all day, you know? Yeah. So it's, I kind of think it's similar to that kind of craving. Um, but in a lot of, and it's interesting because the research says that, for most like overall cannabis users have a lower BMI than average of non-cannabis users. So it's like once you kind of are using cannabis for a while and and get into a habit of it, like the munchies end up subsiding. Sometimes people will need cannabis to eat after some time. There, it's just a lot. And you know, because it has been so restricted with, you know, legalization and all of that, um, there's still so much research coming out on it. Um, And it's just sad that we haven't had that the whole time when we should have, because it's just a plant, you know?
2: Of course. Mm -hmm. What do you think we're gonna, I mean, this is purely speculation, but what do you think we're gonna find out about cannabis after there is more research done in the future?
0: Well, um, you know, we have, everyone already has like this endocannabinoid system Mm -hmm. in them. And that's kind of like what the cannabis like links to, just like we have nervous systems or whatever. We already have that. Um, and there's a lot of medical conditions that are now being linked to not having that cannabinoid system not as stimulated as it should be Mm. more or less. So I think we're going to find out that it is definitely needed and maybe not in the psychoactive effects. Like Mm. you can heal with cannabis without getting high. Right. So like you don't have to get high if you don't want to, but there's so many other healing capacities of the plant. And I think we're going to see that you know, the earth gives us what we need, you know, it was here. And it's like, there's so many different ways that you can utilize it, like hemp seeds in your smoothie, like the omega threes, you know, um, that it should be incorporated into our lives in one way or another, just as things like, like people say now, uh, make sure you get, take your fish oil or eat fish so many times a week because of the omega threes, because they're so beneficial so I think it's just gonna become more and more um prevalent you know and and as as consumers and people just get more comfortable with it as well especially for people who maybe grew up with it being like the devil's
2: lettuce you know (laughs) devil's lettuce
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a lot of stigma to overcome, yeah, and there's a lot of stigma with being a stoner to overcome. Yes. Like like it's not um, like where people are not just like getting high and laying around on their couch binging Netflix and dominoes all day. I mean, and maybe they are, and that's their prerogative. <laughs> but there's like people who, you know, athletes who will you who use it. You know, it's like, it's so medicinal in other ways and like all of these medical conditions. So like you can be, live like your healthiest life and be a cannabis user.
2: Most definitely. I would say I I am totally in that whole thing. I definitely binge Netflix and take an edible every Friday night. It's amazing. It's actually amazing. And then I have an amazing meal. You know what I use it for primarily? I think it makes food taste 8 billion times better when you're eating it. And it's like, so, and actually when I make dinner, Mm -hmm. when I'm on cannabis, I feel like I put more love into the food because that's all I care about (laughs) at that time. And I think there's this whole thing about well people using something that is actually probably more native to your body, the Mm endocannabinoid system. We just have to get through this stigma. It's still pretty ingrained, especially in certain states, certain mindsets uh, for that. I think that's as, but I think that's changing. Do, do you see that changing with a lot of people you talk to? I do. Um,
0: I definitely do, especially, uh, you know, I've had former patients who had medical issues they were struggling with and cannabis has been the only thing that's helped them. Yeah. And for them to be able to function and get through the day. Um, but like you're saying, I still have relatives who are like, Oh my god! I can't believe you're working with that. It's so illegal. It's illegal. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. it's okay. It's not what you think it is. You know? That was <laughs> <Devil's> lettuce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, what do you? How do you use it when you cook?
2: Oh man! So a couple ways. So I, I have this book. It's called Cooking with Cannabis, mm-hmm. and it's really good. So like usually I'll make like a can of syrup. Uh, and I'll get some flour and then I'll strain it and this whole thing, put it in the pan and then I'll make it in like spaghetti and different stuff like that. Amazing, amazing. Besides that, I just really just like to, honestly, I like to be high when I cook every once in a while. This is not a regular thing, but every once in a while because I feel like it makes me more focused. Like if I'm making a dish, I really want to be amazed. Like, oh man, this is like, um, I kind of want to be in that state. I I think people crave altered states. I just think that they sometimes crave things that are not great for them to be in an altered state for that. And I think marijuana is an awesome altered state to be in. I think their creativity is mind blowing, can be mind blowing with that. I just think there's a big thing. It's like more well people need to discuss their cannabis use versus just sticking it into a medical aspect of it, Mm -hmm. because it's not just because like, oh, you shouldn't use it because you're well, like what's, what does that mean? Like, right. yeah. why is that a thing? Like, it can't yeah. just be a, the, the, I think Michael Pollan talked about it, uh, about like drug use for well people needs to be discussed, responsible, ceremony-based, ritual-based, you know, being safe, well mm-hmm. people use, instead of it just being focused on the medicinal aspect of it, you no know? right.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, I love that. I saw him speak um, at Harvard with his uh, recent, most recent book. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is so great. I agree. I mean, and like, where humans, like animals, crave altered states too. They do,
2: you know.
0: <laughs> and and it's like, I don't know. I've had this discussion with so many people. Like, like, yeah, the altered states, like that's, there's nothing wrong with, like, there's nothing wrong with anything, right? It's it's all up to the person. If you are finding that, you know, it's like, don't let the plant control you. You have yeah. control of the plant. Just like anything, just like alcohol, just like of Netflix, just like sleeping or, you know, chocolate or whatever. Like all of these things are substances that we can either overuse abuse or or use and and it's up to you what works best for you I mean I'm not here to yeah judge anyone or anything um and speaking of the creativity one of the best gifts I ever got um from uh, my ex-partner was it's a waterproof shower notepad.
1: Whoa. So
0: I'll get high and then go into the shower and like, that's where like all of the that's ideas amazing. come out. And I just have like my pencil in there, my notepad. And I'm just, cause I'm a writer too. Yeah. I'm just like writing like whole novels on these pages, <laughs> <laughs> And then I go back and look at them. And I'm like,
2: what was I thinking here? You know, Yeah. but it's great to just
0: let it out. And yeah, I agree. Cannabis is awesome for that.
2: I think it's, I think it's amazing for that. Mm -hmm. And I just had right before you, I wanted to have these episodes back to back at Danielle Simone Brand on, and she uh, has a book called Weed Mom. Okay. And, and we were talking, uh, having a very similar conversation about this, but Mm -hmm. also how like as a parent and, and whatever, and as a friend, spouse, sometimes, you know, like the altered state in many ways, especially for well, people can help you become maybe a, a more sympathetic version of yourself, self with other people, or be closer to other people with that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's still like, people associate this weird stoner culture, like, mm-hmm. and I think it's if, if you're using cannabis, and you're a very successful person, whatever that means, and you're doing well in life, and you're responsible, like you shouldn't have shame about using cannabis, what's the big deal? I'm <laughs> like it's crazy to me
0: exactly yeah and especially for parents too i love that she has that you know book because it should be a socially acceptable even more acceptable than having a glass of wine
2: i we said that we talked just about that like oh it's, yeah. so it's fine to have a glass of champagne or wine or have a take have a bottle a day Around kids and everybody thinks that's fine. I guess I don't know, but weed, no, no, no. It's like weird. It makes no sense.
0: I know. Cannabis is not going to impact you like alcohol is. Alcohol is poison for your body, and that's why you have that drunk response. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's definitely, and it's just so crazy how, and I don't want to get all like political, like law and the government, how they could have just like demonize, like devil's lettuce again, yeah, you know, clear. and it's just, um, it's crazy. And so I think that a lot of other countries are doing it better and, you know, we are making progress. It yeah. is slower than I would like. It I would is slower. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we just have to keep being vocal about it and, um, you know, just, yeah, like showing that it's, that it's, it's not that way, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny as I, most of my adult life at this point, I've lived in states that have had cannabis pretty much. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure I want to go to a state that doesn't <laughs> at this point. Not that it's a huge part of my life because really not, but it's just kind of like, it's the mindset of it. It's like, this feels backwards. <laughs> like Right. You know, a bunch of people are getting, you know, drinking a six pack a day, you know, doing crazy stuff to their body, but there's no weed. I don't get it. You know, right? And you want exactly. it legalized because then you know exactly what's in it when you go to the dispensary and you, you know the exactly. the dosage. You don't want some random person giving you buying right. something off the street. That's the to me. I think that's crazy. You know? Right.
0: Yes. Exactly. From from knowing cannabis non-legally and mm. then moving to places where it was legal yeah you definitely want to know exactly what you're getting because that's how you can better use it to serve yourself yeah and what you're looking for like if it is the creativity or if it is like just kind of like a bubbly you know whatever like when you're cooking and you have on like otis spreading or
2: whatever yeah
0: you know what i mean like like that's what you want it for um like that's you want to know what's in it, so yeah, I agree, and it's it's wild to me. I've lived in all both types of states,
2: yeah,
0: and um, yeah, I'm like making a pit stop in a medical state right now, not a recreational state, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not gonna be here for very long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just it's not safe, you know, because not even safe really. but like, it's just, if I can't get it, like, and if I do use it for altered states or for medical reasons or whatever, like, if I'm not getting it, then why am I going to impact myself negatively by human being spirit? You know, why would I make myself suffer?
2: Yeah. It's so interesting that I didn't think we'd be having these type of discussions at this point. Like, it's really amazing. Like, it's just, it's been a pretty amazing turnaround. And I think like people like Michael Pollan are important because, you know, you're talking about somebody who's basically never into that stuff or anything like mushrooms and all that. And then he's talking about it and you need well people or people maybe who have never thought would be into this right. to start leading it. And I I, I just like this whole we've got to stop demonizing altered states mm-hmm. like oh well you know you're getting messed up you're getting high listen i've been in fitness forever you know exercise you get pretty much you get very high when you exercise completely you're altering your mind state especially when you get in the zone mm-hmm. uh, you can over exercise <laughs> i mean you can like i mean you can definitely have too many edibles too i mean you can do a lot of things too much I, Believe believe i've done all that <laughs> but you know yeah i think we got to stop demonizing it we try to put we try to put like crack and cocaine and heroin and like with weed it's crazy Mm -hmm. to me and then you know you got that stuff being mixed with crazy stuff then you you're throwing these other things in like they're the same thing it's just not they're not this we're just like throwing everything in a bucket at this point you know it's like Uh, why why why
0: yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you can get the altered states with too much coffee, of you know? Of course what I, you
2: can. Or... Don't you love that when people say, oh, I don't do anything. I'm like, you drink coffee every day. I'm like, right? you're a stimulant. You're doing a stimulant every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, they sell caffeinated gum, you know, it's like, it, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's super, it's super wild to me that it is like that still. And yeah, I actually have wrote an, like a little piece about runner's high and
1: yeah.
0: how, you know, I had gotten it, ha, have I gotten it before, you know, and but then I also kind of read when I was researching it, that if you are a cannabis user, sometimes with the exercise, your fat cells can start to release a little bit of the cannabis back into mm-hmm. your bloodstream or whatever. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, but yeah, exactly. I mean, the ultra is like that's something we've been as humans doing forever. Yeah. Like forever. Um, it's part of healing. It's a part of discovering who we are. It's a part of connecting with other people and with animals and with the planet. And, you know, it's just like the whole, we all just kind of need a reset, you know, because we're just in this like modern era of like money and like, machines and like losing connection and like yeah the earth is like going to shit like you know what (laughs) i mean like
2: (laughs) so true like
0: climate change you
2: know what i mean so true yeah really
0: like need to just kind of get back to um basics but again without like tapping into the
2: water supply of everybody on the planet and giving us a yeah. little use
0: that's not gonna happen. <laughs>
2: you know? No, no. Do you feel like, it makes me think about, you? that whole thing was what you said it was so profound. Is that how you feel about food? Also, in the sense that we need a reset about nutrition and food? Yeah,
0: I mean, because food is energy too. Um, and like, something that I heard or read or learned way back when is like, if you're, I eat animal meat, you know, I eat meat. Um, but if you're eating, like I try to get my meat sourced really specifically as best as I can, yeah. because the animals are, are like overstressed, like in those last moments of their they life, are, and you're consuming are. those stress hormones and how, like, even if they're already like the meat's, know it's no longer alive or whatever like what kind of impact is that having on your on your body and what i found especially like working in weight loss is it all goes together so when people start cleaning up their diet um and i don't want to be cliche like clean diet or whatever but like Mm -hmm. drinking more water you know cutting back on soda eating more plants and more fruits and like better source meats like um and sleeping better and the fitness, like even just walking is so underrated. It all goes together yes. and you just start to feel so much better. I think it all just needs, it's just like, how do we overhaul it? There are, and I just became a certified yoga instructor over the oh, weekend. Nice. I graduated with Kripal. Thank you. And it's like, how do we overhaul like when the whole thing needs an overhaul there's like bits and pieces of like things but then you see like i don't know it's just it's so much you know
2: yeah it is i you know i we're, we're we're tracking on the same thing because i think like we'd say the term that oh are they healthy i'm like okay what does that mean right i think we have this big large cover of a word that means almost nothing if nobody thinks about it like on the grand scale they're like what is healthy mean so like mm-hmm. when you're working with clients things of that nature and they say i want to be healthy what is what do you say to them when they say that well it's what does healthy look like for you
0: yeah. you know yeah. what's your what's your motivation behind coming in here behind reaching out um i'm not just aesthetic, you know, I, I'm not just, oh, I want to be a size two, like, you know, um, the BMI is skewed, <laughs> you know, of it's
1: course.
0: it's like how do you want to feel? What do you want to be able to do that is a struggle for you now? Is it playing on the ground with your grandkids? Is it going, you know, on a, you know, you go on a cruise every year and y'all have always gone on this hike or whatever, and like now you're struggling, like Is it that, is it wanting to manage your A1C, your blood sugar level, like lower that? Is it wanting to think better, have more energy, not fall asleep after eating every single time, you know? So it's really health is a behavior. I don't think that you can judge somebody's health just from the way that they look, you know? Um, so it's, it, it is, it's like, what does that mean to you? And like, or stress levels, Mm -hmm. are you connecting with your friends and family as much? Because there's so many health, like health and wellness, there's so many different aspects of it, you know? And it's just like, we always just kind of, especially maybe with social media and like TV and Mm -hmm. stuff, just focus on like the way that people look or what they're doing on the camera. You know what I mean? Like your Instagram food that you're posting yeah. or whatever. And it's like <laughs> so much more than that. You know, like, how do you feel, you know? Yeah. Getting
2: in touch with your body again. I think it's a large conversation because, you know, if somebody says, well, you know, my exercise is great. My food is, is really, I'm doing really well. But if they have really poor personal relationships with people, right. they don't sleep well. You know, they don't like their job. I mean, that, is that health? I mean, because you're good in a couple areas. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a really large spectrum. Like if somebody's serious about their health, I always feel like they want to attack all these different areas of their lives and get better. You know, just getting fit doesn't mean much, honestly. Uh, from when it comes to a larger discussion on health mm-hmm. and wellness. And I, I think stress is probably one of the largest things we don't discuss enough with right. people people are stressed out which to me goes hand in hand with the cannabis conversation right. <laughs> with that if it helps takes a little bit of that edge off and allows you to be maybe more of your authentic self i think we tell people like we well, try harder well you can do these things like okay so but what if that doesn't work <laughs> you know right and some people don't want to be in meditation you spend all this time to be a great meditation person to get to an altered state sometimes you don't want to do that
0: right right yeah it's cannabis is like a you know it's a tool in the toolbox when it comes to health and wellness and um you know it's it is definitely helpful in that aspect and stress yeah is like it's the killer you know and and it's not necessarily like Huge major events, it's like that chronic underlying feeling of being rushed, sitting yes. in traffic. You know what I mean? Like that underlining kind of that's yep. just like killing us from the yeah, inside. Yeah, it is. Oh, you know? it's so bad. Um, and yeah, there's so many different acts, you know, avenues of wellness, and you can't. And it's hard because you're saying like, oh, just try harder, you know, oh, we need to just get grittier or, yeah. you know, like make your routine better. And it's like, I just got my master's too this summer. And so, I, you know, I've had these discussions with my teachers because that's like what my main focus was, yeah. was on health. And it's like, you know, people can try to over-improve themselves like to death basically. And it's like, why are we trying to trying to improve and then knowing that like, we're not gonna get it all right. And like, we're not gonna have the energy to give a hundred percent to our food, our exercise, Mm. you know, our sleep, our, you know, like our financial health, our social health, like, and it's okay if sometimes you may need a little bit more in one area or the other, it's never gonna be perfect. It's never gonna be all the way balanced. But we should be trying to put an effort into all of them to be yes. kind of overall healthy as individuals. But a lot of that just gets neglected along the way.
2: Yeah, that's it's what it feels like. Um, health is a funny thing. It's so personal to people. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so incredibly personal. I wonder with health, when somebody sees you, let's say you're talking about the munchies or like what's that introduction like? I'm just curious of like, they want to talk to you about the munchies. Like, is there a sense from them that they feel weird to talk about it or is it usually an easy conversation?
0: Um, I think that once they're out of the cannabis closet.
2: the so Cannabis <laughs> closet.
0: Like once they're like, I use cannabis and like the munchies is like, it's a common struggle. I mean, if you're a cannabis user, you've heard of the munchies, you know what I mean? Even non-cannabis users. So once you get to that point where you're like out of the closet, like I'm a cannabis user, like let's kind of address some of the side effects that come with it, like increased appetite or like dry mouth, you know what I mean? Like those are common things. It's a substance, like it's a plant that we're using. Just like if you ate, you know, the cayenne pepper, like what, what are some of (laughs) the, like, that's going to make you sweat. It's going to make your mouth burn. How do you address it? You know what I mean? Same type of thing, you know, obviously different, but yeah, (laughs) you know, and I think a lot of it is just addressing the lifestyle Mm -hmm. of the person rather than just, um, just the cannabis, you know, there's so many reasons why you have the munchies other than just using cannabis, because Mm. like we've already said, even non-cannabis users get the munchies, except that we call them like late night cravings, you know what I mean? Or or something like that, or like, I went off the rails, you know what I mean? Or like things that people have said, and it's like, well, why, what are you doing? And what can we tweak? To see if it helps you not to do that behavior that you don't want to do anymore, you know, like not eating enough during the day or not getting enough sleep or, you know, not having protein enough, you know, or the fiber that keeps you full or or whatever, you know.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned coming out of the cannabis closet. I don't think I've ever heard that term, but it makes sense because there's people who are like they're afraid to tell other people. That they're a regular cannabis user. That would seem to probably be the biggest hurdle initially. Is like, okay, let's just get this out there. Okay, you know, right? Especially people in certain roles.
0: And I can't take credit for the cannabis closet. I heard it on somebody else's podcast. I can't remember who it is right now. (laughs) It's really cute. If you see the picture, it's a girl. She, I think she, I don't know what she's doing in the picture, but, anyways, yeah, I like, um, I tried to film a video for social media. And it was like how I felt as a cannabis, as a healthcare professional using cannabis. it's like game of thrones, like shame, shame. Yeah. shame. Like walking across like the yard, like people throwing things at you. Like <laughs> getting stoned you know? and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God, how can you be work in the health field? How could you? Right, exactly. And, and other, you know, jobs, parents, like we said, all you know all of that like there's a stigma you know yeah like with a lot of things and it's unfortunate
2: and that's why doing these are really important yeah, because of course. people see it they listen to it they go oh okay well is it that bad you know you, you got to get out there it's kind of like I've had a lot of scientists on Mm-hmm. And, and I say, you know what? Your research really means nothing if you're not willing to come out and talk to the public about it. I mean, okay. especially now, people aren't reading that article, especially right. as a peer reviewed article. And it, it's a different language, basically, to the lay person. They don't right. understand statistical analyses and, you know, N of one studies and all. They don't know that stuff, you know. Right. And so it was like, if you got to get out there and explain it to people, if you want people to believe in the things you're doing, you got to get out there in front of people and talk about it. You know, and, and make yourself available. You can't be stuck in academia writing papers all the time <laughs> like that only your colleagues see right. or that. Cause now, you know, people are getting information all over the place. Some good, some bad and right. same thing with cannabis. Who, who's presenting the information? How are they presenting it? Right. You know, cannabis literacy, just like digital literacy, there needs to be more about cannabis literacy. For a lot of people because like you said there's people still the devil's lettuce thing's hilarious that is funny that's right? actually funny I'm like yeah. <laughs> i never no. heard that before
0: oh really yeah. yeah my brother joked about it one time
2: <laughs> devil's lettuce i'm like man that's pretty good lettuce <laughs> right. <laughs> right yeah and yeah. also but has it been pretty much well received what you're doing by most people
0: um yeah for the most part i think some i think it's still kind of weird for some people um who just like don't ever comment on it or like Mm. ask me questions but for other people it is stimulating a conversation that they would have never had Mm. before so it is super beneficial um you know, like you're saying with the scientists, like you have to put it out there for people to hear. And even if it's controversial, like that's the best type of things to talk about, you know, is like, because it gets people thinking um, and, and you know, stirring up a little controversy sometimes, like that gets the word out. Um, and I think I'm relatively approachable. So like
2: yeah,
0: people are, you know, like, People will talk to me about it if maybe they felt uncomfortable about it, talking with their primary care physician who is like, I don't want to sound, like I don't even want to explain it because you know what I mean? Like just on oh. the other side of the spectrum with the devil's lettuce, like yeah. Um, same thing. I have a friend who, you know, had a medical condition come up and their doctor was like, oh, well, it's because of the cannabis for sure. Like that's why you're having this, you know? And it was like, they had no research, nothing to back it up with. And it was like, they're not even related. It's like cannabis actually does the opposite of this. So I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So um, yeah, Yeah. it's just, yeah, we've got to definitely talk about it more and put it out there. And, um, you know, hopefully as legalization and recreational and all that spreads in the US, you know, there will be more of it. and, And it is like, I mean, you can, you can get the healing benefits without the high, of yeah. course. So that is like an easy segue in. It's like, sure. You know, maybe just CBD or something, you know, go start low, go slow. Like you don't want to introduce somebody to cannabis with like a 200 milligram edible. No. That's going to make them
2: be like, no, Oh
0: my no. God, it is the devil's lettuce. You know, <laughs> right. like a
2: massive you, paranoia, man.
0: Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like anything you could just like you wouldn't want to
2: do that with alcohol or whatever exactly but what's the tradition we have in the united states typically teenagers young adults they binge drink at parties nobody sets the ceremony the ritual to do it in a way that may be more beneficial and i don't i can't tell you how many times i've met people go oh weed i don't do that i had a bad first experience i'm like well what did you do oh well i had this brownie how much? How what? How many milligrams? I don't know, dude. You could add a hundred plus milligrams. You had no clue for that. I was like, I don't do anything like that. It's like ten milligrams, fifteen max. You know, it's like you just that's just you didn't know anything. You just did something and just put it in my mouth or go, right. oh, it's not working after twenty minutes. I'm like, oh my god! No research into this. <laughs> like
0: right, yeah. I would never eat a full dose of something that was like homemade because you just don't know. And yeah, I do not want to like, and then it's my fault because I'm taking something and I don't know what it is. And again, another reason for the legalization, because people know exactly what they're getting, you know, you wouldn't want the same type of thing with like how people used to homebrew their hooch or whatever, you know, alcohol or moonshine, like you want to know exactly what's in it. So, you know, what you're getting. And I was on another podcast recently, and we talked a lot about intention, you know, and like setting the stage and I didn't use cannabis until I was like 18 years old, even though I was around it before that. And I had experiences where I was drinking a lot of alcohol and then I would use it. And it was like, not a good experience because I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm mixing two substances that, you know, I shouldn't be doing it like that when I'm yeah. a newbie, you know what I mean? Like I, you need to know you go in, you, you edge yourself in real slow Be with some comfortable people start with just a smidge, you know, yeah, like, yeah.
2: yeah. Think yeah. about it. Like when you go to a dispensary generally, at least my experience is the person's extremely knowledgeable who's helping you. They can tell you indica, sativa, what they like, the difference between the edibles the flour, do you want water pipe whatever it is for mm-hmm. that. When you buy booze, I like alcohol, but when you buy booze, there's no education. You right. just pick it out of the cooler or the freezer or whatever and you just go, I like this' <laughs> I was like there's no instruction. Yeah. there's no instruction. you just buy right what's what is more a better educated guess what I did at a dispensary or just what I picked up at the grocery store you know right. Exactly. I, no, they don't think about it that way.
0: Right. Yeah, it's so um it's so much more of an educational experience and it is and it's just a different it's a different vibe. You know, yeah. you may be going to pick up that alcohol and you like the label and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to get fucked up off of this." Yeah. You know what I mean or whatever. But if you're going to a dispensary like yeah you may be just looking for something to get you high but at the same time it's going to have all these other kind of modalities you're not even going to that you may not even know about and the um bud tenders or whatever like they're going to be able to give you guidance on that and help you and yeah i find i love you know the whole dispensary the educational component um And it was interesting to live in different states as legalization kind of grew to where, you know, at first it was just in a glass jar and like you could take tongs and like (laughs) I could smell it and like squeeze it with the tongs and see how sticky. And now it's like in a case, all of it's like super regulated, you know, the type of strain, where it was grown, when it was harvested. Um, Yeah, it's, it's
2: yeah. Love it. I mean, imagine if you were given that much education about the food you ate at a restaurant, right? You know, like you're not even given that level. You look, at right. go, this looks pretty good. And maybe you ask the, you know, the server, what's good here type of thing. And it can't give you much information right. about the deeper knowings of yeah. where that meat came from or where it was sourced. They don't know. They just work there. Like in the, the cannabis dispensary people, I'm telling, you, they're like all in. They mm-hmm. know everything about all the products Yes. Wouldn't you rather have that level of education for something you can ingest and something just like, eh, whatever, you know, right
0: and They're, they're passionate about what they do. Yes. They know that it's helping people in whatever regard or capacity that someone's using it. You don't even get that information at the pharmacy you know, right. they're like, Oh, have you ever taken this drug before? And you're like, no, they're like, okay, well, this is what it's used to treat. Um, don't drive anything with it, you know, yeah. whatever, like, but you have no idea what's,
2: what's in that,
0: you know? Wow. And it's like with cannabis. Yeah. It's, um, it's a wild experience, but it's great.
2: Yeah. So it's just like, it's interesting. I just think there's so much more education to it. And that's what drew me to it as someone who's been academia and Mm -hmm. you know in the workforce for a really long time i'm a highly educated person I'm like okay if i'm going to do this i want to know about it i don't Mm want to just like go into a binge level blah blah blah. i mean i will say though my buddy got i see i didn't start cannabis till i was like 35 i'm 43 okay i got a really late start but see like my buddy who got me into it he he researched a lot of it but i started out with edibles Mm-hmm. Completely. So I didn't do anything else. And we had like a 30 milligram. It was too much for me. Oh, yeah. It was way too much for me, you know. Yeah. But I learned that. And then so now I but I, I got more educated about it mm-hmm. and what works for me. And I just think the education level is really important. So people like yourself who are, are helping people, you know, as they come out of the cannabis closet about it and talk about the munchies. Right. You know, because you're afraid of being stereotyped as a loser. Right. Or just a pothead. Right. A stoner reefer madness. Right? right. It's like, and it couldn't be further from the truth, like further from the truth. It's just propaganda, man.
0: It really is. Yeah, it really is. And so many people like, I mean, gosh, was it Shikari who was the LSU runner? Yeah. Yeah. Was positive, you know, like, like the, one of the fastest women runners, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how can you even say it's all in a perspective of who you are? I mean, who yeah. are you and what are you using this for? Like, she's really fast, yeah. you know? And, and like, I mean, yeah, there could be people who are Netflixing it and, and I do that too. And yeah. she may do that too, you know, but like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, Yeah, it's, it is, it's just stereotyping and just like so many other things are and um, yeah, we just need to keep the conversation going to um, really just, you know, spread education around it um, because it, it can help people in so many ways and can help to heal and you just really need to be know who you are, you know, as yeah. a person when you're going
2: to consume it, you know, most definitely, most definitely. Well, Jordan, this is, this has been fun. I love talking about this topic and people that are like yourself who are very open about it and want to have discussions. It's, it's how it changes.
0: Great. Right. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. This was awesome. I, I really loved being able to talk about it and, um, yeah, kind of spread the word and get to know you too.
2: Yeah, of course. We'll definitely keep spreading the word. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again, actually. so
0: Yeah, me too. Great. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcast in the rate and review
1: section. Thanks, everyone.